I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's time to record another podcast. Why? I'm not sure. Coming live from Titalangi, I'm your host, Guy Williams. With me, next to me, is um, Andrew Price. Hello, everybody. And uh, we also have, direct from London, the UK, the mecca of basketball, it's Paul Williams. I'm your host, Paul Williams. Oh, you, uh, other host, Paul Williams. Sorry, Paul. What are you doing in, in yeah, London? Yeah, what the hell? When have you been the host? <laughs> well, uh, I, hanging I, out. I'm the, I was the first talker on the podcast. That makes me the host. You just started talking first. <laughs> I could have if I'd not. Well, do, do you want to introduce the? Um, in, I'm in London. Yeah, what? I'm doing a music show, and I'm hanging out. Okay. And I've got a friend in a weekend musical. None of this is relevant at all. Do you want to introduce the podcast? Yeah. Okay. Welcome to Advanced Analytics. Play the sting. This is a um a casual basketball podcast. For the um... yeah, boy, have we got an awesome episode lined up for you? <laughs> We've got rival uh, hosts. Yeah, I'm your host, Paul Williams, and boy, oh boy, is this one going to be a good one? At the moment, I feel like I'm courtside at like a boxing match or something. Yeah, Andrew Price is here as a basketball um, expert, and Paul, you're having a um, a blast in London town. Well, yeah, it's very cold, and it's like seven thirty a.m. right now, so I'm I'm not. I'm still in bed because it's so cold outside of bed. I still haven't... I would stay under the sheets. Have you thought about um, getting a heater? They don't have them here. <laughs> they don't have heaters in, in your in your room or in where you're staying or in, in the town of London? Seemingly in London. It's just... Everyone's just embracing the cold. <laughs> I find that hard to believe. But um, glad to have you here. It's a, it's a nightmare being an NBA fan... If you're in the UK, am I right? Because the scheduling is so bad in the middle of the evening. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm finding that out firsthand. Like, uh, so I currently don't know the second half of the Orlando Golden State game from last night because I had to go to bed to wake up at seven thirty for this. And uh, well, we won't we won't managed, spoil that ripper game Orlando Golden State for you. Still but, managed to watch the first half, but then eventually I was like, I've got to go to bed, or I'll be I'll be terrible on the podcast. Well, you've you've gone to bed and you're still terrible on the podcast, so you should have stayed up, mate. No, um, but yeah, it's bad times. Good comeback. Like the games no. the games start at, at at midnight. Yeah, um, Andrew, did you watch um the without spoiling it for Paul, who's in London and and living off the Orlando Magic fumes? Um, did you watch Golden State Orlando that massive game? I it wasn't on my list of games to watch. It's actually a good game to watch at the end, so it's going to be exciting for you, Paul. You're in for a real treat. Um, but today's game was the Mavs versus the Lakers, and I thought we'd start there with a segment that's known as the weekend, the week in review. You said it right, the week in review. Um, yeah, it was a it was a ripper today. 
Did, Andrew, did you watch it? I watched uh, segments of it. I didn't watch. Logan. That's impressive. Yeah. That's impressive. Considering. I had okay, to. don't say who won because I haven't seen no. it. <laughs> <laughs> no, so we're, we're going to spoil this. You're on a basketball podcast. We have to talk about the results. I'm in London. Yeah, no, I know, but we've got it. We've got it. You can't. We okay, can't, you can spoil this one. As long as it's not the, the only rule we can't spoil is Atlanta Magic games. Everything else is spoiled. Okay, but spoil it in a way that's exciting for me. Well, why don't yeah. we make it? Why don't you you tell us who you think won? Is that exciting? <laughs> okay, what which city? Who was at home? It was uh, in LA. Uh, you, oh. It's in look, LA. Look, mate. Why I'd say did you LA wins. Okay, LA win by um uh by. 17 no, points. the Mavs killed them, and it was a, um, a display of dominance. And Andrew, it led you leading the question: um, Are the Mavs good? Am I right? Yeah, which was what, which was my single bit of research for the week. Um, are the Mavs good? They're sitting. I'm just going to bring up the standings. I've got them here on my laptop. Um, in fourth spot in the West. Wow, this is infuriating because last year, remember, I was trying to bet they were going to make the playoffs, and how have they gotten like so? I guess Porzingis is a bit of an improvement. It's a massive improvement, but Doncic has become an MVP candidate. I think that's yeah, but obvious. Thing. Where was that last year, mate? You... When the when the bit was on, it was his rookie <laughs> season. It was his rookie yeah. season. You know? Yeah, but he was coming off an MVP Euroleague. Wake up, man! <laughs> <laughs> well, he's woken up now. And um, he was he was he was pretty. He, he didn't have the scoring because the crazy thing about the NBA now is people just score ridiculous. If Doncic doesn't score forty one points, you're like, oh, a bit of a disappointing night for him. But watching the game was just interesting to see the ability of him just to find wide open three point shooters. I think it probably said more about the awful defense of the Lakers, but um, it snaps their ten game winning streak, and I think deservedly so. Um, is that all the research you did to, to, to your question? Andrew, you're supposed to be an analytics expert and your analysis into is the Mavs good, your big question of the week, um, and your answer is they're fourth on the table, so they're pretty good. They're a lot better. I did not. I was, I was more researching which question to ask um, as opposed to the answer to that question. Oh, I'm sorry, man. So I spoiled it for you by asking the question, are the Mavs good? Because that was what you were bringing That's to the table. That's all I had. Oh, I'm so sorry. We need to work on teammate. It's like it's like I stole your assist teammate. or something. I feel bad about that. Um, I I think the answer to my question is yes. Well, good, right? Like, well, yeah, yeah they're Luke a solid playoffs team. Thought Paul Zankis is maybe a little bit worse than everyone thought, but he's still better than what they had last year. And then I don't know who else they got. Hardaway Junior. They got a whole lot of crap kickers who were very good today. Um, and I, I just, I just want to say that their uniforms are so bad. Those street style graffiti uniforms. The only excuse for those is if they were designed by a kid who was sick in hospital and he was twelve years old and he was like, "This is the last thing I want to do: design the Mavs uniforms for Luca to wear." I stand Wait, by that respect. Were they, did they play in them and win? They keep on playing in them and they keep on winning. Yeah. Wow, that's bad news because they'll keep wearing them. Yeah, well, they all the city uniforms get worn for like 40, uh, 40 games. Um, yeah, but you think if it went it was going really bad and they were losing every game in it, they'd probably pull the plug. Oh, that's that's interesting. I, I, I don't would know they if, be allowed? I don't know. Yeah, they, I don't know if there's a uniform that cursed, but I don't think they would because they just want to make money off the jerseys and they don't really care about anything else. Has anyone else noticed it's quite hard to buy NBA jerseys? Like it's not super easy. Like Nike.com has a very poor range. You can't buy Authentics anywhere unless you want to get last year's one. It's surprising how poor. Because the reason you go with Nike is for the great distribution network. 
Wait, but you can buy on the the team store, can't yeah, you? Yeah, and that's poor as well. All I want to buy is the um, North Raptors jersey. There's no chance of buying that. That is a good jersey. But even just uh, um, even if you just want the Raptors jersey, like even if you just want like a Van Vliet jersey, it's not gettable. Pretty much all you can buy is a Pascal Siakam in red. You know, like well, this sounds this sounds like a Raptors issue. Like, no, no, no. If, magic, if you, at if you want a Ken Birch authentic jersey, you can get it. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, no, you cannot. I've I've searched high and low, and Raptors jerseys also their problem is that they sold out of a lot. But you think Nike would crank the production? You think by now yeah. you'd be able to buy jerseys in? A fo- I can go on the Magic Store because I think I think you can get the City a- Edition, which just came out like a couple of days ago. I've, I've looked around, and a lot of the jerseys are, um, dif- are difficult to acquire, especially special colorways and so stuff. You get like all that. The, those Speaking- Nuggets ones, um, but only for like the top two or three players. You can't get like a Wancho Hernan Gomez in that. <laughs> That'd be sick. A Wancho Human Hernan Gomez alternate would be awesome. And on the Magic's website, you can you can choose. Like what player and number to put in? I think. I oh think yeah, I could you put can, you can get well. ma- made uniforms. But I did that for Stephen Adams before they started mass producing those, and it was the quality was awful of a swingman. It was just not oh amazing. right, that was Adidas days. It might have changed. I actually purchased my first jersey in many years this week. Wow! It was a I saw it on the Nike website um, when I was browsing the Black Friday sales. It was a Jamal Murray Canada jersey. Okay. Oh, awesome. cool. There's yeah. a few things to there's a few things to talk about here. Um, Black Friday's not a thing. Don't make it a thing. We're in New Zealand, mate. We're not doing Black Friday. The internet is everywhere, though. The inter- Black Friday is so grim. And, like, so I didn't know you could get a Jamal Murray Canada jersey. Yeah, he's never even played for them. I'll say this. I really did know it because I've been trying to get a Canada jersey for, for a few years. I've been trying to buy a Canada jersey for 10 years. Mm. I want an Anthony Bennett one. but I, And I noticed recently that they did start selling them again because I get webs- um, emails from the Canada Basketball Store website. And for ages, they like sold out or whatever, and they'd stopped selling them, and they just sold like hoodies and T-shirts and stuff. And then recently, I got an email saying that they were selling them again, but um, they didn't have Anthony Bennett. But it, it said you could. What a surprise! Them, but... Oh no, he does play for the May. Anthony, yeah, he, yeah, he, he wasn't at the World Cup, but he was playing for them before that. Did he um, not make the World Cup squad? Canada's World Cup squad was there, like their C squad. I'd be worried if he didn't make that. At the risk of sounding like an idiot, where is Anthony Bennett at the moment? He was playing for... He'd signed up to play for Houston this year, and then <laughs> right before up. the season, he like He got the Toyota Centre, and he like signed the, um, the form outside the stadium to play for the team. Oh, he was way no, the training camp. What's Sam Mori? What's his name? Sam Mori? Daryl Mori. Daryl Mori. Sam Mori, the GM of the Rockets. Daryl Mori... He's changed his um, name to Sam so the Chinese government doesn't come after him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we can review. We're going uh, to ask Andrew about this. You actually were, the Breakers went to Phoenix and played the Suns, right? Mm-hmm. And you were there. Yeah, I sat on the, an NBA bench during a preseason season. So all the new rookies were getting introduced to the crowd. And DeAndre Ayton was the new Suns rookie. Yeah. And I, my first experience walking out, well, yeah, I guess my first experience walking onto an NBA court um, I made eye contact with DeAndre Ayton, who was walking off the court at the same time, wearing a chicken costume, full-size chicken costume, which well, looks ridiculous on a seven-foot-tall guy. Yeah. 
Um, I don't know if it was like a rookie hazing thing. And we made eye contact and he just smiled at me and I nodded and walked onto the court. Wow. That's 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 a weird induction. Were, were you blown away by all the razzmatazz and all the flashness of like how they live their life? Uh, I didn't really go home with like Booker or anything. They didn't <laughs> really invite me over. <laughs> no, but like I mean, like I mean, like you were in the away dressing room of an NBA team, right? Yeah, it wasn't that. Well, like, they not put you. They put you guys in the janitor's closet or something. No, like no, that. we were in the away dressing room, but it wasn't like blow your mind fancy or anything. And we went on the Suns one, and it, I don't know if that's the Suns have got an old arena, right? I, I wasn't blown away by it. Yeah, um, it was nice. They gave us some free T-shirts. They felt sorry for us. <laughs> a the, actually a lot of the guys went in after the game and like grabbed a whole bunch of free socks and stuff <laughs> wait so the New Zealand Basel team the Breakers went to went to Phoenix <laughs> and um, got a whole bunch of free socks I can't remember who it was on the team but he went in after the game and asked if they had any free stuff and the like team manager the locker room equipment guy, manager yeah came in with this like massive novelty sized bag of purple Nike sun socks you know the but you know the ones they wear on the court yeah yeah which are real nice socks yeah and just dumped them in the middle of the locker room <laughs> <Everyone> <laughs> just, and then it all everyone just jumped on them and like was, get them socks yeah. get the socks you, you must have got some socks I, i've got a pair of socks yeah do they, they are they size 16 though for an no, no, nba no, foot they fit, they fit me but they're purple so I don't were know. you not blown away okay you were courtside there at an nba game this is an amazing experience i remember the first time i went to an nba game and watched it we're not blown away at like the speed and athleticism of them uh, no, not really. Um, I was blown away by how many assistant coaches there are and how, <laughs> how that many people can be employed by an NBA team. Like, like, like how many assistant coaches are there? Oh, there would have been, during yeah. Wars, maybe 20? 20 coaches. Wow. It's crazy. I don't know what they do. I don't even think they know what they do. Paul, you've been to an NBA game? Yeah. Uh, well, you're talking about free t-shirts. In the last two next games I've Paul, gone to, you've got like, a free t-shirt, t-shirt before. So... You bought a T-shirt. No, I'm just saying. Back, I'm on a tear of catching no catching the free T-shirt. Why, mate? Why didn't you make this a lead the story on the Advanced Analytics podcast? What's going on? Yeah, sorry, I forgot until you said free T-shirts. You've the first some one free I t-shirts. gave. I gave to a kid next to me mainly because I I stole it from him to begin with <laughs> and felt bad. And then yeah, the second second one I I gave to my girlfriend Simone. Oh, uh, yeah. That's the most romantic story I've ever heard. Is it the rankest T-shirt the world's ever seen? Um, it's not great. It's it, the thread count is pretty poor. So <laughs> I, I always wondered about the free T-shirts. I always wondered um, uh, what size they are because they must be all two XL, so everyone can fit them, right? Yeah, the, yeah, they're pretty big. They're pretty big, I think. Now. Uh, Here's the other embarrassing thing about free t-shirts is that when you go to an NBA game, and I've been to many of them, so I'm an authority here, it's often the most animated the crowd gets during the game, especially if it's Knicks and they're losing. Like The most hyped they'll get in the entire game will be during the t-shirt cannon. That must be demoralizing for the players' morale. I have an interesting free t-shirt story. sitting with a friend at a game at the North Shore Event Center, and they were throwing out t-shirts. This is pre-being able to afford a t-shirt cannon at a Breakers game. Mm -hmm. And... He got hit in the head by a T-shirt, and not only that, because that's a very Maud Flanders thing to happen, they had wrapped a cell phone up in the T-shirt. Oh my goodness! And he got concussion from it. Wow! Because that sounds very dangerous. I remember when the New Zealand NBL was sponsored by Sprite, and they used to just get um, a chilli bin full of Sprite cans, put it on the floor, pull them out of the chilli bin, like dripping wet. So already a massive problem is the floor is now covered in Sprite um, ice re- residue. And then they just toss... Like 
300 mil cans of Sprite at the crowd, which is like it was like it was like being on the Gaza Strip. It was like terrifying. <laughs> You're like, oh no, here's the worst part of the game: the free Sprite. <laughs> Duck children. You'd be like sh- shielding children and elderly from the free Sprite. Um, but boy, if you if you got a can of Sprite before it where was it at Trafalgar Centre, now finals. Yeah. I, I don't remember that. It like, was brutal, remember, and no one would ever catch them. This is what would happen. It'd get thrown into the crowd, two people would lunge for it, it would get volleyed off someone's hand, bounce up, and then go bang on the stairs, crack open, <laughs> and just start fizzing everywhere. And everyone was like, yeah, Sprite rocks. Um, I will say, at Nelson Giants games, I, I remember, like, because I feel like they used to just, like, chuck the T-shirts because the stadium's so small, yeah. it's more than sufficient. Oh, like you can chuck one up to the back row if you want. There's nothing okay. worse than like a t-shirt slingshot or an overpowered yeah, well, then, t-shirt cannon where you shoot them into the lights of the stadium and it's a fire risk. Yeah, they introduced the three-man slingshot for the t-shirts and there was it only went two ways. It either went <laughs> launched way up into the roof where it would either get stuck or sometimes drop down. Fire risk, catch or on fire bullets, Bullets at someone in the front row <laughs> and just like smash them in the face. Paul, have but you anyway. ever um, been to a game, been far more experienced at this than me? I went to a Wizards game once and they parachuted fried chicken out of the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, no, they, they haven't. The, the, that, to be honest, they don't do anything as cool as that. Um, I mean, this was nothing like, parachuted. The Wizards, like, last game or second to last game of the season and all their stars were sitting, like, in, in street clothes. It was the most depressing game. Did get to see Paul Millsap, I guess. I think they were playing the Hawks, but I guess fried chicken was the highlight of the night. Amazing. Yeah, I've been to some pretty depressing games. The last one I went to where I where I caught the second T-shirt was a uh, Hornets versus the Nets without any of their big names. Um, so no Kyrie, no KD, no Karis LeVert. Uh, well, yeah, it's interesting so it in like, the NBA because we thought it was going to be stacked and more exciting than, than ever this um, year, but there is a lot of bad teams out there. And just to mm. get back to the Mavs versus Lakers for a minute, the Mavs, the Lakers still haven't really beaten a good team. They're on a 10-game tier, and their only good wins are against the Jazz, which is the second game of the season coming off a loss to the Clippers. And um, they, they beat the Mavs at, at Dallas before losing to them today. Spoiler alert mm. for Paul. Um, it's it's we're asking is Dallas good and the answer is they'll be a you know a solid playoff team who's still got a lot of growing to do and or, or a trade to make. Um, but the Lakers amazingly they lost to the Knicks. I'm just looking at their results. Well, the the Lakers and the and the Mavs are actually got like their best player is a small forward, I guess if you count LeBron still, and they've got like a back the backup big Paul Zingas and. Anthony Davis, like there's a lot of similarities there between their two best players on each team. I just playing similar spots. I I know the Lakers have got to be one of the favourites. They've got LeBron and they're the most popular team. But any team with Rondo on it, and I used to love Rondo and I love his passing, but he just doesn't seem like a formula for success, right? It makes him like a novelty. T- like he's just such a joke. They technically got the other day where he's just yelling at the ref for too long. Like he's not right in the head. He can't play defense. <laughs> like no, honestly. <laughs> Paul, you love Rondo too, and you'd say that, right? There's something wrong with that guy, and he's he's, to- he's oh yeah, he's toxic and a loser everywhere he goes. And as much as it is great to see the oh, one good assist he throws per game, um, yeah. And if you're you're a team like the Lakers, and you're relying on 20 minutes out of Rondo and 20 minutes out of Javale McGee, yeah, it's, it's big minutes for guys like that. Yeah, I don't like um, Kuzma. Interesting. Either. 
interesting thing I'm seeing here looking at Doncic's numbers. So the Nuggets held them, even though the Mavericks actually won by three points, the Nuggets held them to 12 points and 16, oh no, that's three-point shooting, 25% field goal percentage. And two of the other teams that have um, done okay with them is Toronto held them to 26, Orlando held them to 27, which are both like bottom six. Are you talking about the Mavs, uh, yeah? Or the Lakers? Mavs. Yeah, sorry. Um, we're, trying to, we're talking about the Lakers. The other thing that interests me with the Mavs is like J.J. Barea. He, um, he's what? played like three games like sporadically. And I think they just bring him on when they like need a, um, some sort of like spark. Because against the Magic, the Magic would look him pretty good until they brought on J.J. Barea for his <laughs> season debut. You've got to watch out and for J.J. Barea. He came man. on and like scorched us for like 12 points in the quarter or something. And swung the game, and it was funny because then they were interviewing um, oh, someone like maybe Aaron Gordon. I think Aaron Gordon at halftime, and they were like, "Man, what happened? Like JJ JJ Barea just came on and lit you guys up." And he was like, "Yeah, man, when he came on, I, I was telling I was telling um, DJ Augustine, I said, don't let JJ change the energy. Don't let JJ change the energy.' But uh, yeah, he came on." And, he barbecued them. <laughs> he changed the energy. You got yeah, he got <laughs> No, he did. But what was annoying is then I was like... He years now, old. He's I, five foot ten, and he's at that point of it in his life where he's actually losing height year by year because he's so old. Yeah, but I, I was like... Um, it was annoying because I was like, I've got to grab him for my fantasy team because I've just seen in his first game how good he is. And then he didn't play any more games. And I was like, this is unfair. <laughs> like He just showed up for the Magic game. <laughs> <laughs> Are you complaining that the, the Mavs only released their death ray of JJ Barea on your team? Is that the problem? <laughs> yeah. No, okay, he has played, he's played two other games. I haven't laughed this he, hard he, in a long time. But uh, he's putting up numbers, man. He's got double. No, he's, he's not. He's played low minutes and he still gets double digits in all three games. Can I just advise anyone who listens to this podcast, please listen to other podcasts or. Uh, get news about the NBA from other places because if you listen to this podcast you'll be talking to your friends and you'll be like man you hear about JJ Perea this year he's, he's, he's changing the energy man he's out there he's turning up get him on your fantasy team <laughs> look at the stat line he played 15 minutes against <laughs> us 11 points nearly a point a minute um, 3 assists <sighs> he shot Three out of four from three points. He shot seventy five percent from the three so, point line. Sorry line. to hear about your JJ Barad problems. This is why we have Magic Mayhem, right? Because Andrew, you, you appeal might question why we have Magic Mayhem in the piece, and it's because there's a lot of stuff going on with him. And JJ Barad is a story that needs to be told. When I first started listening to this podcast, Magic Mayhem was my least favorite segment by a mile, <laughs> and I might have messaged both of you at some stage and said, "You've got to cut that." <laughs> but it rapidly turned into like my favorite. Yeah, segment. it's amazing. Because of how like bleak it is. It's Come like, no. We've talked about, um, we've talked about JJ Barrea and his flamethrower for 15 minutes. No, we're not in Magic Mayhem yet, so this is actually still the weekend. It's review. coming, and I'll have you know that Paul hasn't watched the most recent Magic game. No, I watched so, it so don't spoil it for him. The Mayhem's when you um, tell Paul the result of the game that he hasn't watched, and he gets furious. No. Um. <laughs> we are. Um. Okay. <laughs> Can I um oh, say another one of the big hurts. stories, I think, oh, the week geez. in review? I think you've shared enough big stories of the week. <laughs>
Here's a, okay. here's a genuine Barstool question, and I'll, I'll direct this at Andrew, because um, Paul's got a lot of J.J. Bray problems going on at the moment. Um, uh, my question is, you're an analytics expert, but like, if, if I mean, I mean, and this isn't really an analytics question, but like, oh, thank God. Our, st- yeah, our stats year to year, like, you know how you compare players, and you're like, how many points they average per game? Comparing players through generations is not possible, because the NBA game now has changed so much that it's just ridiculous, right? Like, Clint Capella is registering 22 rebounds. Um, I, I saw the other day that, um, like, was it not Dennis Smith Jr.? Tim Hardaway Jr. scored 31 points for the um, Dallas Mavericks, and he, was, he wasn't even the third top scorer in the game because Doncic had, like, 45, and a, a James Harden had 37. Like, the, it's, this amount of points that teams are scoring is ludicrous. It's yeah, annoying. Didn't James Harden just, like, set the record for the most amount of points, or, like, most... Fewer shots to get to fifty points or something. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's three points. Everyone's shooting threes. And 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 the pace and the rebounds and it's like the Raptors are just like just the game today was just an absolute joke. Like it's just really really interesting, but it kind of like I, I don't know. It, it it takes something away from the um like scoring forty points is no longer really much of an accomplishment. Everyone does it. Yeah. You wouldn't you wouldn't be surprised if Trevor Ariza had a forty point. Is Trevor Ariza still in the NBA? Yes. I was trying to name that guy. I was trying to think of a funny NBA player to name. I didn't know it was Trevor Ariza. I was trying to think of um, the funniest NBA player to name is that guy. He plays for the Heat now. Um, he looks like um, Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. Um, white guy. Kelly Cal- Olynyk. Yeah, you know it. Kelly Olynyk. Yeah. If Kelly Olynyk could score 40 points, I reckon, in a game, you would not be surprised. Okay. Sorry to bang on about it, but he's shooting 70% on three points. Pointers and he's shooting three point three a game. Okay, please, J- just... JJ Barea. <laughs> yeah, so I thought you were talking about seventy <laughs> percent. That's pretty good, man. I mean, he's only played three games, but three point three a game. I I is... can imagine having like a um a five foot five guard um is a big defensive problem though. So they probably don't need him because they've already got the most efficient M- offense in NBA history. So I don't think they need. Is that where they're at? They're not the they're most efficient, efficient NBA, offense in the NBA, at least, right? Oh, good question. Don't know off the top of my head. Analytics, Andrew, well, sort your I stuff don't, like, out. I just know every stat off the top of my head. <laughs> you do. Yeah. That's why you're here. You've got a laptop, mate. Look it up. Um, no, you're not allowed to Google during the thing. Well, you, 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 um, you've already done it once this podcast, admit it. And, um, no, you, I was yeah. just look, I was looking in my mind. <laughs> I'm searching my mind. Yeah, it is the Dallas Mavericks, and by a good margin too. Oh, and in, in NBA history, uh, or this year, this, definitely this year. So that what the number one for offensive rating or something? Yep. Wow. Okay, I have. Sorry, the music started. Did you have something to say, say Paul? I'll turn the music down a bit. No, 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 because this is good. Keep it playing because you never talk until. Yeah, get get your thought out. Get your thought out. No, it's Gaffin gone for thinking. Gaffin thinking. I've been thinking this week. Oh, we'll have Fields of Gold coming up a bit later on as well. Um, no one listened to my Fields of Gold sting. Did you guys listen to what the podcast? You? you didn't send it to me. I spent a day in Omaru cutting up the podcast. We had to sync up three tracks, and then I um, crafted an amazing sting for Fields of Gold. No one. That's Andrew's segment about the Nuggets, which is going to be. Um, oh, I'm so excited to hear this live. Yeah, a live yeah. Um, I actually haven't clipped it off, so it will be put in in post. <laughs> but um, <laughs> so still won't hear it. Shows you guys didn't listen to the podcast. Shame, shame. 
Um, this week on God Been Thinking, I've noticed that a common thing on the internet that people love talking about is how there was a time when a team in three successive years or whatever drafted Kevin Durant and Serge Ibaka in the same draft, then Russell Westbrook, then James Harden. Three MVP candidates and like five of the last eight scoring champions on the same team. And everyone talks about it like it was a dynasty that could have been. And Guy's been thinking, there's no way you could have you could say that that team would have been a, a dynasty when you look at how stacked the NBA and how tough the NBA has, has been to win an NBA championship in the last 10 years. Like they would have been a, they would have been a good team, don't get me wrong, but they were coming up against you know, one of the greatest teams ever in the Warriors, not to mention uh, LeBron, who might have stayed together with Kyrie and K-Love. You know, if the, if the NBA ecosystem had been a bit differently, they might have stayed together longer um, had they not come up against the Warriors. Like, I'm just going to come out and say it right now, that I just think there's no way you can say that the, um, that OKC team, if they'd kept their three superstars, would have won a championship. And um, it's ridiculous to kind of speculate on that. Maybe that's not a good guy I've been thinking. I don't know. I, I mean... It's hard to argue, like either way, right? You just you don't know, like in the kind of sliding doors thing. But mm. I think the argument is more that it was such a terrible trade that you're trading away one of the best players in a generation for to save yourself on the luxury. Is Harden that good though? Yes, yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah, no, but like, <laughs> no, but you can't have a team that's built around three gunner scorers and no defense. Like the reason the Warriors work so well is because they had. Um, an elite a- attacking player, um, an elite defensive player, and a kind of guy in the middle there who could do a bit of both, you know, in, in Clay Thompson. And so as a result, they had balance there. KD can play D. Westbrook plays no D. Harden plays no D. And there's only was, one basketball. Serge Barker plays D. He was a what? He was would have been up there for defensive player of the year around those times, right? Yeah, and they yeah, but um, like yeah, there's just no way you can say that team. I'll say that they could. I'll say this, 2012, they made it to the, the finals, which is pretty impressive for how young they were, I think, at the time. Yeah. That's seven years ago now. Um, and interesting, just the other day, I was like, because I was like kind of, I was like, man, I forgot about that, that they made the finals. And I think a big storyline was how James Harden um, was terrible in the finals. And there were rumors that it was because they were playing in Miami, and Harden even then was like hitting the club during the NBA finals. Two of um, two of uh, the uh, Rockets' worst losses this year have been on Sunday early games, aka after Saturday night on the road. Saturday it's, night fever. It's, it's, no, it's an actual thing, and I and I, 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 I'm not I'm not shaming Harden for it. I, okay, for the finals, if that if those rumors are true, then it will be a book. Well, that'll make some I, crap up in a few years I did tell us. deep dive on Twitter um, just looking at, um, you know, I... If Harden was doing any 2am tweets during the finals, going, I'm at the club! Yeah, so, no, no, his tweets were like, let's get it. Um, OKC Thunder Nation. Or oh, something. but he um, said that and not. Let's go to the people, club, let's I, no, I was looking for... I was looking for tweets other people were doing saying that they'd seen him in the club or whatever. And yeah, there was one guy who had a lot of retweets that was like, because um, I was looking up, searching his name with club at that time, or his <laughs> name with, I was like, found out what some of the clubs were called. This is good and analytics, he, man. Yeah, there was like King of Diamonds was one. There's an another embarrassing one. club to go to. 
And someone was, yeah, well, the crazy thing is, is like, I pictured it being like there on South Beach, you know, um, near the water. But it's like way inland on the side of a motorway. It's like this massive bleak building. But anyway, um, I can't even, I'm not even certain. That's where strip there. clubs are, though. Is it a strip club? Yeah, I'd say so. But, um, but then someone, some guy did get a lot of retweets because it was like, James Harden was at this club last night. How do I know this? I saw him. And be like, you know, who's to say if that guy was telling the truth or what? But th- there were a couple people claiming they'd seen him. It seems that. insane, though. Like, people talk about Harden as, like, relaxed work ethic, and yeah, he plays no D and looks, he, he mm. looks, he doesn't care at all times because he's just got, a, he's got lazy, a lazy looking face. But he obviously works hard. Like, he's one of the best shooters and, you know, an amazing offensive presence who obviously spends a lot of time thinking about how to game the system. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I read something. I think about the Mavs. Maybe when they played the Heat in the finals, I think they stayed at a different hotel to where they stayed in the regular season because they stayed at a hotel that was like further away from like the um, nightclub scene. Something the like All Blacks, that. It's common for sports teams. The All Blacks did that in the most recent World Cup because obviously being in Japan, pretty much in Tokyo, anywhere where their base is, pretty much any. Hotel is going to be near Shibuya, Shinjuku, the nightlife area. So they intentionally got a hotel um, at Disney Land, which is a forty-minute, you know, Uber ride away from um, the nightlife area of Tokyo. Great. So you're just adding another four, another forty minutes of them being out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, you know, one hundred and twenty minutes because you got wait, yeah, one hundred one no, hour twenty maybe. minutes. Man, time is hard to do. That um. Just to go back to basketball for a second. No, uh, don't do that. That I still think, in my mind, that Dallas Miami final series is my one of my favorites of all time. Dallas pretty Miami, great. Oh, with, with Dallas winning, yeah, yeah, yeah. Heck yeah. That was a, such a great final series. And there was um, was that the one where um, LeBron and Wade like mocked um, Dirk, yeah. for saying he was in, injured and stuff like that, and yeah, Dirk's no, redemption they were story. Like, I think they were like pretending to cough and stuff. Because Dirk's. Legacy, it's just amazing. He was a choke artist. He was like a loser. He was soft. He was until then, and then he wins a championship and just his whole life changes. I think that the Dirk story arc has affected a lot of other NBA players, and it's why guys like KD have been dissatisfied when they've won a championship and then realize that it doesn't necessarily do that. And the reason it was so powerful for Dirk was because he had like 10 years of narrative before then and losing to the We Believe Warriors and stuff like that. And um, KD didn't have that. And it's good to see someone who sticks with a a small, I assume that they're considered small market. Uh, Dallas. Dallas is, is it? huge. It's quite big, yeah. It's a big, oh, big okay. Texas. But, no, um, but, not like, but you're right, not like he didn't go to Los Angeles is what you're saying. Yeah, you don't see. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many people rocking the Dallas Mavericks jersey. Um, He's got but, a uh, after him because of it. Have you seen it? Nowitzki Way or Nowitzki something? Yeah, that's what I'm saying though. It's like, you know, it gives people reason to stay in some random ass town 
Because um, it's like, if, you know, if Damian Lillard does win a championship in Portland, you know, you know he's going to have, like, schools and parks and Unfortunately, stuff. spoiler alert, it's, it's, it's not, not going to happen. happen. <laughs> I don't think Damian Lillard's that good. People talking about, like, maybe they should trade him because, like, you know, the team's bad and everyone loves Lillard. And I love Lillard, too. And I like watching him. I like McCullum. But, like... I don't know what NBA team would want him. You know, like, again, it's like any player who leads an NBA franchise now, it seems like they need to be uh, to a championship. Seems like they need to be playing both ends of the court. And, like, just a small guard is just, like, a recipe for getting targeted on one end. And it's just hard to see a team succeeding with that as their number one or even number two player. I don't know. I guess Steph Curry is a good exception to that. But Mm. Steph Curry is another level above Damian Lillard in terms of offensive production, I think. Okay, should we move on? Um, absolutely. You, is it that time? Right about that time. Oh, wait, did you do guy been thinking? That was it. What was it? Um, just, yeah, good. Strong segment. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Um, it was. It was a stop speculating that the Katie Westbrook Harden team would have oh, been a dynasty because yeah. I definitely don't think there's any promise that they would have been. They're three great players, but they all do the same thing. They all play the same instrument. I will. I will you can't say build an orchestra out of three grand piano players, can you? Out of... I'll play devil's advocate, because I feel like I, I'm kind of with you, but I will say this. They beat... So Dallas won, what, 2013? Yeah. They beat Dallas, swept them in the first round, and I'm sure their team was different. Oh, like, they're way maybe. worse, yeah. Yeah. Um... I think Tyson Chandler hadn't come yet. Um, anyway, um, but still, they swept them in the first round. Then they beat a Los Angeles team. I have no idea who was on the Lakers then. Uh, maybe was that the disaster era where it was like Dwight Howard and stuff? Sorry, Paul. This was um, this was. I think you've got confused here. This was it was the year after I think Dallas won the championship, wasn't it? Oh yeah, I might be confused. So it was the Can Dallas team. It? it was the Dallas championship team, but they. Um, uh, anyway, yeah. That, that, don't get me wrong; they would have been good, and they would have been one of the best Still, teams in the West. No, but, and they and been then great I'm saying they, they beat. Okay, they beat the Spurs the next year. Um, sorry, they beat the Spurs in the conference. Like I don't know. They did pretty and who well. and who knows? Oh. Maybe Westbrook, if that was the team. It didn't seem like because he played with KD for years and didn't learn this, but he might have learned that like he would have been better as a de- if he put apply himself to defense. They were going to win a championship. I don't know. Things might have been because well, also wasn't Harden at that time. Wasn't he like known more as like a defensive player, or am I crazy? Um, yeah, he kind of. Well, they that spark plug off the bench, right? Yeah, but they also yeah, yeah they I think they did try and put him on. Um, uh, didn't he? He would have had to guard LeBron and D Wade, but um, it went very poorly. <laughs> right, right. It didn't go. Did not go well. Um, I think it's that time, right about that time, for the stars to roll. Wait, on. What about Paul? Don't lie. Oh, well, I thought that was Paul. Don't lie. No, Paul. Don't lie. I've got. A, I've got a good Paul. Don't lie. Okay, I can't wait to hear it. Okay, I was scrolling through. I like how you old... make the stings, and you haven't made a sting for your own segment. I'm I'm gonna make one for movie reviews. You say well. that every two... week. You're gonna make it. I forgot movie reviews even a segment. Okay, but it's time for a quick pull. Don't lie. Yeah, quick. Um, okay, I was looking through my old comments on Reddit to see what kind of bad <laughs> predictions I've made, like yeah, way back. You're lying. Anyway, I stumbled upon a a video of um the Raptors versus the Hawks from a couple years back. Yeah, and 
the the game was in the bag. The Raptors were up by like twelve points or something with like thirty seconds to go, and OG and Anubi gets a steal, burns down the court and racks it. The the Toronto fans go nuts. Budenholzer doesn't like it as his team's losing and the game's in the bag, and um, he he kind of walks over instead of shaking his hand, he's kind of yelling something, and then it it cuts to uh, Dwayne Casey who's going nuts back at him, clearly yelling, "If you, if you," and it's quite funny because usually like the the coaches are pretty chummy with each other, and it's just funny to see them really firing up at each other. <laughs> the game's ended, yeah, um, just literally yelling, "If you." And I was thinking, interesting that both these guys, short, not long after this, like, you know, they're now co- both coaching different teams. And then I thought, interesting, more interesting, they both met in the first round of the playoffs last year. Um, so the next year after that, it was them versus each other, but on different teams. And I was looking at that series to see exactly how it went. And I remember it at the time, but what I was shocked to see was the Pistons were swept, uh, and they they didn't have Blake Griffin for the first two games, and when they did have him, he was pretty badly hurt. But they lost by 35 points, 21 points, 16 points, and 23 points, uh, an average of 23.7 points per game. I think that might be the most lopsided playoff series ever. Wait, wait, wait. When you say you think, have you Googled this, or you just... just... It's a hard thing to Google. I, I Googled it briefly, and... There was a series in 2009 when Andrews Nuggets actually beat the Hornets by an average of 30.7 points per game. However, the Chris Paul-led Hornets managed to win Game 3 by two points, which makes me think, you know, they didn't get swept. Yeah. Not as bad. Yeah. Is that when Sean Marks was on the Hornets? Possibly. There's no way Paul's going to know that. But that was impressive. Hey, good deep dive, Paul. I think it was. I I think I remember Sean Marks. A fascinating... Paul's been thinking, Paul don't lie, and now it's more Paul. It's that time, right about that time, for the stars to roll on out. Have the magic been cursed? That's the question I'll bring to the table. And it's not usually a question-based segment. But the story, once again, injuries. This week, victim Alfarika Minu has torn his... His name's Alfarika Minu, but Alfarika Minu is a good nickname. Has torn, he's torn his meniscus. And then uh, last night in the first half, Evan Fournier like, rolled his ankle and had to leave, but he actually returned. But still, man... MCW's out, Vucevic is out. Um, Aaron Gordon's actually come back, luckily. At He's times back, like this, then... it would be so good if we could talk about today's game, but unfortunately we can't because no. it was a thrill That'll be next today. week. That'll be next week. No, we'll talk about it. We'll forget about it next week. No, um, Alfred Camino right now has been a disaster for them, am I right? He's been disappointing, yeah. And, and it's... I hate when it happens where someone just seems way... Like, okay... Jeff Green, one of, I think, me and Guy's most hated NBA players, mm. um, he's a prime example of a guy who just, like, whenever he plays against Orlando, looks awesome. <laughs> and then, man, when he plays for us, he just looked like the worst player you of all say, time. But, you might say he's uh, a real J.J. Barea type. 
Alfred, no, El, no, he's good against anyone. <laughs> Alfred Camino, like last year, you know, he was a starter for Portland, a team that made it to the Western Conference Finals, and I remember him looking pretty good against the Magic every time they play. Like just great three and D guy, and yeah, he just he's just not quite there at the moment um, for us, but. Still, good piece to have, I think. Good piece to have. No, well, the problem with him is he, he plays a position that you guys have well fulfilled, which is like small forward, power forward. you got like 25 of those guys. Nah, nah, not really. We actually don't, um, I don't think. Like, I think a lot of people were saying we had a lot of power forwards because they were picturing Jonathan Isaac playing power forward. Mm. But, um, you know, he's playing the three. So then after Aaron Gordon, it's like, he's like, we've just got Alfred Camino as our backup power forward. Um Basically, or maybe sometimes he plays the three as well. But you know, it's getting positionless, so you can never have to. Okay, anyway, sorry, I, I regret saying wing, that out loud. Wing guys, yeah. Alfa Camino was good in Portland last year, wasn't he? He was, and he's yeah. He's one of the missing ingredients that they're missing from their team. Um, that this disaster they traded away from, and this disaster the Magic have him because he's terrible for the Magic. He's a good example of a player switching teams and being a loss for both teams. He was a big reason why Portland beat Denver in that playoff series last year. Him and Rodney Hood, disgustingly. I'm, <laughs> I was just thinking I'm how funny it was that Denver um, intentionally tanked to meet Portland in the second round and lost to the team they tanked to meet. It'd be better to lose to Golden State with dignity than to um, uh, yeah to lose to Portland with no dignity. It's a learning curve. It's, <laughs> this, is, this is magic mayhem. This is not Fields of Fields of Gold is coming. Um, but uh, what else... I mean, I don't, I don't have a lot else to say. It's just been tough times because of the injuries, I think. I feel like I've but done I more still... magic research than you this week because um, I've actually seen their game today, which I'm not, I'm not allowed to talk about. But um, yeah. it, it is a game worth watching, that's for sure. But um, they debuted their new Orlando um, uniforms today, and I can confirm that... No, they've I... actually worn them twice in a row now. Okay, I haven't watched that many magic games. The point but is... What that I can confirm the conspiracy theory that they are based on the Epcot font. Um, and that's just really? based on... That, no, that's that's not based on the designer saying anything or anything like that. That's just based on me looking at some graphics. I can show Andrew right now. That's the uniform there. Mm-hmm. And look at this old map of Epcot Disney World. Oh, that's the font they use, which is the exact same font. And orange and grey is the colour scheme. And if you look at this map here... No, this is good. Look at that. This is all very, very visual. Future World, O-R-L. No, that's what I'm getting Where Andrew to confirm. these pictures from? That, oh, I did a lot of searching. O-R-L. See, that? Oh, I'm unemployed. O-R-L there. And that's the same as that O-R-L there, is it not? Yeah, it's very similar. It's very similar. The Future World font. Wow. That right, maybe this could, be, this could be your first tweet, like these photos, because as a listener tweets, right man. now, it's not great. Um, I've been looking forward to asking you about um, what tweets you've made on the on the uh, Twitter account this week. What uh, yeah, I made one. Um, basically, we're trying to break the news of who won season two of The Masked Singer. <laughs> the season, we're trying to break who won season two of The Masked Singer. Yes. A show I haven't watched, but still, we could be the ones to break We've it. We've talked about The Masked Singer before. Andrew, do you know about The Masked Singer? I don't know what that okay, is. Okay, it's a, it's a terrible Korean reality TV show, which is apparently quite good in Korea. We get, you get, but it's terrible in America. You get 10 celebrities to put on a novelty costume and sing, right? Okay. And um, the theory is, the NBA connection is, we're sure that Victor Oladipo is one of the singers. From the hints they lock in, the style of singing. Paul, they made it way too obvious. Paul, can you confirm that Victor Oladipo is on there? Oh, 100%. Ah, 
But, I, but the funny thing is, when I was Googling who, who was going to win, who I thought was going to win, um, I feel like maybe the show, to add a bit of spice or something, they've like tried to release a rumor that it could be Dennis Rodman. But it's like, it's literally like, if you just listen to the voice, you're like, that's Victor Oladipo. With, even without the clues, I reckon I could have got that. But anyway, hard to know. I think it's time, um, for, I think it's time for Fields of Gold. Wait, wait, wait. We haven't done Player of the Week this oh, okay. week. Sorry, Player of the Week. Um, uh, also, the one thing that's annoying me slightly with the grey and orange uniforms is I think the orange on their jerseys and the orange on the court is quite a different shade of orange. Oh, also, but, um, the, um, the, I think they should be black and orange, but anyway, that's, that's for... That's I kind of like the dark grey. I think of the, just... of, the, of the lot of terrible NBA alternate uniforms that are out there, I think Orlando's black and orange is, or grey and orange is some of the best. But Player of the Week, this week, I'm actually giving to uh, a little-known guy by the name of Mo Bamba. Oh, man, I was having uh, it was JJ Barea. <laughs> <laughs> um, nah. yeah, but why Mo Bamba, Paul? Is he going to um, suck anymore? No, well, you know, Vucevic is out, so he's kind of more than expected of him, and he's averaging, over the last week, he's averaging 11 points a game. I, 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 any, I just round up, just to say. I round, That's I round how the up. Do all these stats. <laughs> um, Eleven points, eight rebounds, two point three blocks on sixty percent field goal, hundred percent from the free throw, and he's averaging two threes how a game, which isn't bad for a shot? big guy. Sorry, how many free throws he shot? Uh, I don't have that. I copy and pasted those because you know, Mo, Mo Bamba is. I would say he's a worry. Do you think he's coming right? Yeah, I'm not worried about him. Um, People online, you know, they have worries about his uh, also motor, motor and analysts. But he's um he's, he's not putting developing on an, like a person should. He's 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 stunted development. He's putting on an absolute block party at the moment, which I think is going to be his big strengths. I think are going to be blocking shots, and uh, he's got a good he shooting stroke. He wasn't blocking JJ Barea the other night when he was. Bl- yeah, he wasn't on him, man. What are you talking guys. about? And I will say this, like people, like people have been very high on Evan Fournier, and in their last game where they lost to who did they even lose to? Well, you're comparing yeah, him to Aaron oh, Evan Fournier. They lost to the Raptors, and um, and someone was like kind of apologising to Evan Fournier online, but I was like, man, don't apologise to him too much because Norman Powell just went off on him for a career high, like nearly forty points or something, mm. and so like you got to. You got to look at both ends, I think, and like, for me, it's like, yeah, if you it's score so twenty-five, but your man scores thirty, it's, it's bad, you know. Hey, well, thank you for that magic mayhem, Paul, and more more grim news from the world of the Atlanta Magic. It's time to turn to some brighter futures now with the fields of gold. Do you remember him? Up in other skies. You remember me when the west wind moves. On the fields of Bali Beyond the fields of Bali You'll forget the sun In his jealous sky Do you remember I started this too early Me, Irvin and the skies As we walked in fields of gold Oh, that's really good. Say brighter. Um, I think last time we spoke on the inaugural segment of Fields of Gold, we were talking about how this week we'd be celebrating a seven or eight game winning streak. Yeah. 
The Nuggets lost to the Sacramento Kings. Oh, wow. Um, in overtime. And they were up by, must have been around 19 points at one point. Um, and it was a horrible watch. And so, yeah, we're not celebrating. That's anything. one bad loss, Wait, though. Can we talk about the, the very last few seconds of that, that game, though? Uh, because yeah, I did want to get into Here's that. the one that I saw. Down three. Seven seconds on the clock. Andrew's got his Jamal Murray with, with the ball. He drives baseline. He takes a few dribbles. He throws the ball away as the buzzer sounds. The game's over. Yeah, they don't. They don't get a shot off. So I don't know. I haven't done any reading or about post game interviews or anything. But and I don't know whether he Mm -hmm. just didn't know how much time was left on the clock, or he didn't know that they needed. That was my theory. Everyone was saying like, "Oh, he the plan was to drive in and kick it um, to a shooter in the corner or whatever for a three. But I was like, it seemed more like he didn't realize there was that like. He thought there was 17 I wonder, it is hard to judge. I, I've never played on an NBA court where they've got this, the time everywhere, so it's easy to see. It is hard to judge um, how much, like, you know, like in a shot clock. I wonder if NBA players do any sort of training to, like, so they know what five seconds and three seconds is, you know, so they can count it in their head, like, automatic, so they're on rhythm, you know? But it, it was, the weird thing about it was, he when they inbounded the ball, they would have known exactly how much time's left on the clock. Yeah. Like seven seconds. And the fact that he... <laughs> Like he's a professional basketball player mm. to dr- to dribble drive in baseline, to attack the hoop. Yeah, yeah when you need. Can I say? Points. Can I say what what had just happened? Because that's what I didn't see in the small clip that I watched. Um, I just saw him dribbling up the court. But what what was it off? Was it off like a miss or? No, it was a timeout. I think. Yeah. Okay. That's that's inexcusable. Then I thought it was like they'd been playing for like a minute and. But that was a, that was a shocking end to a bad loss. It can't be all grim for the Nuggets. So I thought they're going to beat the Lakers in two days' time, aren't they? So that, well, yeah. So the I think it's tomorrow actually. The Nuggets' record against below five hundred. So they've lost four games all season. Three of those games have been against below five hundred teams. I wonder mm. why that is. Though. That's so the interesting. Kings and the Pelicans and they're killing the good teams. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Okay. So Jokic. Let's talk about him. Because he's still going bad. Oh, he's not going bad. Well, he's, he's scoring less than he's, 10 points a game. He's yeah. supposed to be an MVP but, candidate. Yeah. The, the thing is, people... I don't like when people are saying stuff like that because well, me. at the end of the day, one stat matters. Wins, losses. If your team's winning, <laughs> you're doing well. Wins, losses is two stats, isn't it? Well, wins then. Okay well, okay, well, Andrew, let's let's let Andrew speak. This is his segment. Yeah, they're thirteen and four, so I mean they're not going badly. And Jokic is doing the right stuff. Yeah, his numbers are down a bit on last year, but at the same time, the players around him have got a lot better. Jamal Murray's got a lot better. Will Barton's on a. Career. No, you said that last week, but here's my first question: is, is are the Nuggets genuine contenders to win the championship? Yeah, I mean they're well. I don't know they're, if they are dark horse contenders to win the championship. Yeah, yeah, very fringe. Uh, but but they would be, I think, if if Jokic could get back to where he was last year, because he's he's definitely playing worse than last year, regardless of points. Yes. Yeah. yeah. His especially three point shooting's gone way through the floor. Yeah. But just yeah, and just just being like almost hesitant to shoot. It's quite weird. Yeah, I mean, I'm not worried about it, but just because, like I say, like Paul Millsap is oddly having a really really good year for someone his age. 
Will the Thrill Barton, Willie yeah. B. Buckets, is back to his best ever and yeah. is scoring more points than ever. Great. Gary Harris just had a career game. I know, but to win... to win, uh, The pieces uh, around him are getting better. I know my theory, <laughs> if you listen to this podcast, my theory of NBA is, is coming through, but like it's just superstars playing at elite levels is what gets you playoff wins and was maybe what they were lacking. Like someone just really take hold of the game. And it's got to be Jamal Murray be and Jamal. Jokic yep. together killing it and like Jokic is not holding up his end of the bargain at the moment the more I watch Nuggets games and I do watch every single one of them um, I'm beginning to think Jamal Murray is going to be the number one guy on that team in a year or two more than Jokic wow in terms of of like scoring and flash he's the face of the franchise he's the yeah it's a guards league right in terms of like star power don't you think yeah Um, but I will say this uh Speaking of Gary Harris, has your fantasy team picked him up, or was that someone else? Yeah, it was my. Who dropped him? It was my fantasy team that leapt at that. Yeah, someone Congrats. dropped Gary Harris. Your yes. your fantasy league is moronic. Well, he's not. No, he, he's having it. He hasn't yet. been putting up very big numbers. Like he was a drop candidate, basically. I think. I, um, but he, you picked him up. You believed, and he had a good game. Is that really how it's going? Yep, he was um, spurred on by my trust. And the yeah, yeah. He found it, the Titterangi Athletic. This is a little mini um, hop into the fantasy forest during Fields of Gold. We've slightly just left that. Um, I just got right my man. I just realized Fields of Gold is a flawed name because we, sh- we it should be Nuggets of Gold because because Fields of Gold refers to I'm guessing wheat fields. Yeah, which has nothing to do with gold nuggets or nuggets. Yeah, it's it takes you to a, quite a beautiful place in your mind though. It does, which I like, but um. The f- jumping into the fa- fantasy forest, I got my guy this week. Uh, someone dropped uh, Mar- Mo Mo Wagner uh, or Wagner. I don't know how they pronounce it. Will you be banned from talking on the podcast, day? Eh? But I uh, I was going to trade. I was trying to trade for him. I was going to, and then they dropped him, and so so I'm stoked to just jump on him. Um, big man can shoot the three. Uh, yeah, love the fit. Okay, let's leave the forest. No, just before we leave the forest, just on the outskirts now, um, I'd just like to mention that I got my first fantasy win this week. Congrats! Yeah, despite forgetting to start my players for two of the days. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so Gary Harris really turned the fortune of Why, the why are you going so bad? You're supposed to be an expert. I just forgot. And also because it's a keeper's league and this is my first season back and I don't have any keepers. The other teams are stacked. Started, yeah. Oh, RIP. I, um... I think I had a narrow 5-4 loss, but I'm not really worried. I've, I've had a few injuries, and um, and I, I'm more... I, I know I'm going to make the playoffs, no so I'm pretty shit, confident. Mate. So I'm, I'm trying to play more the long game and um, just be ready for the playoffs, Please not worry about seeding. Please shut up. My team is built around Jokic, unsurprisingly, and yeah. while he's having a bad year, it means the Tittering Athletic are having a bad year, so... I'm um, sorry, we've trampled all over your fields of gold, mate. Any like, other nuggets, facts? My last thing, I'm going to give out a Player of the Week award. Okay. Since that's what we're <laughs> That's doing. not a winning segment for Paul. I don't know why you're getting on that bandwagon. I like it. See, what I hoped was we'd have two competing segments, Nuggets versus Magic, and you bringing some heat would push, push Paul to be better, but instead you seem to have sunk to his level. I really like Player of the Week. Okay. Yeah. I- Okay, who's the Nuggets player of the week? I, Willie B. Buckets. Okay, congrats, man. Yeah. Will the Thrill. Yeah, Will the Thrill <laughs> um, is really carrying the Nuggets at the moment, and he wins my 
player of the week. Award. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, good luck to the Nuggets in their upcoming <laughs> big, uh, big the, the one time anyone watches them play, which is against the Lakers. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I've got a feeling they are going to win that one, but um, they'll have to be on their game because, I mean, the Lakers do have a couple of good players. Well, they'll be well rested after they're not showing up for the second half of the Sacramento. <laughs> oh, I like it. Is it in Los Angeles? Uh, good question. Don't know. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a ripping game. Um, so no, that's all you have to say about the Nuggets. It's the, the can, the Pepsi Center. The the oh, is it called the can? I don't know. Okay, that's all right. Um, yeah, okay. That's all all the Nuggets news we've got time for. That's it. And um, I think it's time. We've just got to better wrap this up. But before we do the hit Quick new segment, it's time for movie review with Paul. Yeah. Okay. And I am going to get a song for this. I know I've said it, but it's going to really take You say every week. You say, we, we, I ask for so many stings. I ask for any music. You're a musician. Yeah. Mate, I'm in music. London. Yeah. Just clip a video song off. I made a sting for Fields of Gold. Yeah, we haven't heard it yet. We still haven't you heard it. You would hear it if you listened to your own podcast just for like learning purposes or something like that. <laughs> um, what, but why do you play the other ones, but you won't play that one? Because I haven't clipped it off. I only I put it on the podcast and then deleted the whole uh, track. So I've deleted the the uh, the raw copy of. Anyway, just continue. So wait, now you're going to have to cut it out of last. Yes, week's I'm going to have to. I'm just thinking about it now. I'm going to, have to download our podcast, somehow convert it into a like an MP3, export it, and then bring it back into the timeline, and then oh. cut off every other part of the podcast. Just to stay. it's not talk it's about gonna it. It's going to be so bad. It's moving. It's going to be so bad. Also, um, uh, okay. Anyway, okay. So. Uh, it's a double header, so strap in. Um, first film I saw was a little film called Frozen Two. Oh my god! And I want to begin by saying I love Disney. Orlando Magic jersey sponsor. Also, they just make wonderful films. We went to Disney World this year. It was great. Yeah, I love the parks. Love everything. But this film, in my opinion, is not great. I didn't Frozen like one Frozen sucks, One. Right? Yeah. Yeah, really I didn't bad. like Frozen One. And, that song, um, that, song this one, gonna, that shout out to Idina Menzel though, that song is fire. Yeah, well she just sung it, she didn't actually write it. Um, well she nailed it, is what I'm saying, she killed it. Uh, the, okay, this one is I think significantly worse than the first one, and I, I remember not liking the first one. The characters basic is one of my things, is like, and the thing is, like in every other Disney film, this hardship is overcome. And it's just not there in this one. This one, okay, they're like really rich. Um, they live a really good life. And then one of them's just like, oh, I just feel this yearning to get out there and explore, you know? And it's like, well, what's... What, these, these it is are just weird like, the Frozen movies don't seem up to like usual Disney standard, eh? Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. And um, like, I, I feel like all these main characters would have like... I can just picture them having Instagrams. And just really unbearable, you know, hashtag wonderlust, hashtag never stop exploring. They're just really unlikable. And um, like the Joker a few weeks ago I reviewed, and I said that it felt like it was made by 18-year-old boys. Mm. This one feels like maybe 16-year-old girls made it. Uh, but just just basic characters, I reckon. Andrew, are you going to check out Frozen um, 2? Um, I, I think I said last week that I don't actually watch any movies. This is this is Paul. Do you not find that shocking? Yeah, it's pretty shocking. Um, I just don't have the attention span for it. Which, well, I say that, but I sit through like multiple basketball games a week. Which yeah, are far more boring than any movie is going to be a lot of the time. Why don't you um, <laughs> take your NBA app and go to the movies and watch the basketball while the movies on? I hate going to the movies themselves. Like, I, if I'm going to watch a movie, I'll be at home. This is amazing because you're the opposite of Paul. 
Yeah. Well, okay, mm-hmm. so you go to the movies and there's idiots there on their phones talking and chewing loudly. What movies you, what, are you... Because you're, you're in the West Auckland movies here. No, I don't even... I go to, like, the capital, the leader, because that minimises that. Wow. But still, you get it. You and go to the hips you gotta, movies um, and there's You've got to sit phones. far away from people. I well, know. If, if, if someone's talking someone... on their phone in the movies, I'll go talk to them. But even just, like, just... Checking their phone in the middle of it, or like, or opening a packet, or eating popcorn. Oh, that's me. I'm, I'm, I have, yeah. I need to um, be at home. It sounds like the problems you though. Oh, it's a hundred percent. Like, because because <laughs> you must have problems on like this must drive you crazy. Like international travel must drive you crazy. I like, hate international travel. Yeah, like just other people yep. is your problem. Yep. Wow, oh, that's fascinating. Um, but back to Frozen too. <laughs> Like, what are these characters, what are they into? Like, they have no kind of hobbies. They're just like these real rich people. Yeah. And at one stage, they play Celebrity Bowl. You know, that game where you... Well, it's actually... Yeah, they're just playing more like charades. Yeah, they're playing charades, I think. But is it an app? Anyway, uh, Alza like sucks a, at it. Huh? Alza sucks at Celebrity Boggle. No, no, no. No, it's um, it's not Boggle. You know, like, they're just playing charades, I realize. It's not Celebrity... Um, but Are they guessing celebrities? Do celebrities exist in the front? No, they're universe? not playing celebrities. They're playing charades. <laughs> well, why did you say celebrity boggle? Because I got the game confused. Celebrity bowl. Um, but okay, the second movie I watched. Another review. Week. Yeah. So Frozen, how many it. stars does it get? Mm, two, two, two stars. That's pretty good. That's not very good. I might check it out. Um, and then. The second film is Knives Out. Awesome flick. Very fun. Classic detective story. I've never heard of Knives Out. What is this? It's um, it's got a few famous actors in it. Uh, Daniel Craig, James Bond, plays a detective. Uh, it's a it's getting really good reviews. I think. Oh, it's um, I, it I know what it is. You got to kind of describe what the movie is. It's a um. It's a, a a dark comedy set around the death of a a, a billionaire who and the uh, the family is fighting over his estate, right? Yeah, kind of. Well, I wouldn't say it's a, it's not that funny, I don't think, but it's it's like a detective story, is what I think I just described it as. The trailer looks like it makes it look like a wacky comedy, but sometimes the trailer is cut by people other than the director and the movie producers. And stuff. Yeah, I'd love um, to see this movie. There's definitely, I think, there's funny bits, but. Paul, should I make this my uh, movie that I go to this year? I think uh, it's pretty good. Um, Andrew, I, yeah, I, I so really enjoyed it. Andrew, I, look, I'd watch it again. Does your I, I, I'm not the ideal partner by any stands. I, I pity anyone who has to be in a relationship with me, especially my partner. But I will say, does your partner enjoy movies? Um, she. No, no, not especially. Okay, because because yeah. it's watch like a lot of it's, TV shows. it's it's tumultuous being in a relationship with someone. If you like, I want to go on a lovely date to the movies. It's a nice date idea. No, okay, oh, there's a dodge that bullet. Okay. okay, third. Um, no, no more movie reviews review. from you. I can't hear any <laughs> more movies from you. I just wanted to finish on Andrew. What makes you pick your two movies you go to per year? Um, well, it usually gets to the end of the year in December, and I'm like, I haven't seen a movie this year. I should probably go. <laughs> so have you but not been to a movie this year? Uh, I don't think so. Have you seen a movie on TV? Yeah. I've what about the classics? Two or three on, on TV. Do you ever, like, there's some movies that are so good. Like we went to um, Pulp Fiction at the uh, cinema the other day, and it was just so good. Yeah, uh, I mean, I've seen Pulp Fiction. Obviously. Yeah, but like, like you must. There's a lot of good movies out there. You haven't seen 
if you're watching two a year, you must have, there must be thousands you haven't seen that are good. Absolutely, yeah. I think I saw Dunkirk last year. That's no good. No, yeah. Dunkirk yeah, trash. I, Poor movie reviewer. Dunkirk's trash, eh? It's, yeah, it's, I don't think it's great. It was just great sound effects and kind of cool visual effects. Dunkirk and Isle of Dogs were my two movies last year. Isle of Dogs, trash. I was disappointed with both of them. Yeah, but that's because you're... I think you're picking bad movies. Maybe we can work you into movies. Films, okay, films of the year this year, for me, Parasite, uh, Marriage is Story... The, is Parasite the Korean film? Yeah. Uh, and then Marriage Story, which I just saw a couple weeks ago. Um, Knives Out is pretty, is pretty fun. It's up there for the most enjoyable film. Um, I quite liked the Maradona docos. A good watch. That's a good watch. You watch a doco, Andrew. Um, and I really liked Tyker's new film, Jojo Rabbit. I really enjoyed it. Shout out to New it's Zealand. It's getting mixed responses from people I know, but I really I thought it was the best I think, film. I think Jojo Rabbit is getting mixed responses more for the subject matter rather than the film itself like it it, it it dances on really crazy you know it's crazy topic so like if you don't nail that then people are going to hate it for other reasons um, yeah, which, which right. are totally which are totally justified but um i should I, probably say that shouldn't i well as a new zealander you probably yeah, you probably should, should yeah maybe i'll make that my film of the year uh <laughs> andrew's film of the year well hey maybe one of these weeks we can get an, a, a film review from andrew paul thank you for your film reviews and your lovely contributions from the town of london Thanks for having me. That's all for Advanced, Advanced Analytics this week. I've been Guy Williams. I don't do that anymore. Uh, I'm with Paul. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. The first week you opted out of it, the second week you did it, and now you're opting out again. Yeah, I like. I preferred the first week. <laughs> you guys sometimes just seem like cabbages. Shout out to JJ Barea. Check him out. Watch some NBA and see if he's still flamethrowing people next week. Um, peace. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.